you can do the intro reflex. Oh, I'm not in the mood. I'm not in the mood for Triforce is what it comes down to. I don't want to do this. All right. This podcast sucks. Shut up. Okay, I'm going to do it then. <laughs> that was the intro. Us out of bed. That Hi. was the intro. Hi, everybody. Ignore that intro. This is a better <laughs> intro. Hi. What's up? My name is Sips. I got a wife and a dog and a family. One day, my boss said, hey, Sips, are you busy? I said, no. Then put your hand on the left. Thing. I can't remember the lyrics to that song at all. It's a, oh, it's God. an old it's, Boy Scout song. It's a uh, catchy boy, one. Boy Cubs. I was you in really boy, owned it though. I was yeah, in Boy was... Cubs, uh, guys. I was in Cubs. Cub Scouts. Yeah, yeah I was in Cubs too. Is we used to sing that song a lot. Is your daughter in brownies or rainbows? Flex. My daughter, my youngest is in rainbows. My oldest is in brownies. Yeah. yeah, it's good. It's character building. They have to go outside and play around in the mud and get badges and you know help old ladies across the street. The weapons training is coming along as well. They've had to learn to use an RPG, set okay. an IED, throw a grenade, proper ambushes. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Wow. Yeah, moving moving forward in like fire teams for the coming revolution. Yeah, Go- guys, well. I'm going to tell a story to you guys that I've never told anybody else before in my life. Okay. Is okay. it rude? Well, it kind of ruins my street cred, but I- I'm ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sometimes Wait, are you sure you want to tell that? I think I think I think coming out I think manning up and coming out and telling people about things that are slightly embarrassing seems to be like a common theme nowadays. Okay, go so for I'm, it. I'm going to jump on this bandwagon Oh, as well. I know what this is about. Okay, yeah, Cal- no, this, but- this is about Dr. Disrespect's big reveal last night, isn't it? Oh, what? what, what? Oh, you know you what? Guys- actually, it, it wasn't. Uh, okay. I actually really like Dr. Disrespect yeah, I and like I don't think too. I would ever like make fun of him. And I think I, I, I know. the whole situation is pretty shitty, actually. It but- is, but I, I felt that maybe this was going to usher in an era where people were upfront and honest because he's such a big uh, influence on people. No, no, I wasn't. I, I didn't have him in mind when I was saying that. Actually, I was thinking of Kevin Spacey. I was thinking about Kevin Spacey the whole time. But, right. So but, last night, Dr. Disrespect posted a video. When I say he came out, he didn't come out as a homosexual. What he came out as was he said he was he, he cheated on his wife. Right. And he's yeah. taken a break from streaming and all that stuff. At the peak of his popularity, he's stepping down for an indeterminate period to sort his life out. Yeah, okay. I mean, he's, and he, there and was he's a video huge of him. right now. He's, yeah, he's like the he's, guy. Yeah. So he, he was out of costume, he was crying, he posted a brief video, and then he was like, see you later, guys, I'm done. Yeah. Do you reckon it happened at like TwitchCon or something? Or just like, I would know, suspect so. Do you reckon he's, I think he's probably a classic American guy, right? Where. They just can't control themselves. They have no, they have, <laughs> they have no like self control with money, with women. I don't know with if anything. that's necessarily an American thing. I think that's just a guy thing. Like you know, some guys are just. You're right, actually. They can't help it sometimes. You know, they don't so, have like this thing in their brain that just sort of says no, and 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 that's uh, and they get they just they want to have fun, and I guess it just I, I reckon at TwitchCon. All, the women were all over him, right? The champagne was flowing. He was up in the high roller suite. There were these hot babes just swarming him. Yeah. He's saying, oh, I love it. Watch your streams. Don't disrespect that. I think you're great. You're really funny. I'm a part of the hot daddy club or whatever. Slick daddy. Slick daddy club crew. Yeah. Whatever. And uh, they were, they just basically were his slick mummies. And, you know, they went back to the room. He had like a sort of dirty threesome. I reckon Dr. Disrespect did that. And I've got a lot of disrespect for that. And um, Disrespect or respect? Disrespect, okay. because he should have had more control, self-control over himself. He, he made an agreement to his wife, and he should have stuck to that. And, yeah, he should feel bad about Man, it. Man, I don't even know if it's about self-control. Honestly, for me, I'm just petrified of my wife. Like, she, <laughs> she can get really angry, and I want to make sure that she's never angry. Like, I don't want to be on the, the receiving end of that. the main thing for me is... is um I mean, you know, we've we've all been at, at big conventions and stuff like that, and yeah. you know, even, even a crusty old fart like me has had offers, but it does happen. Yeah. So I'm looking at how fucking many offers and how many gorgeous titty streamers is is the doc getting offers from? Oh, uh, all of them. Just imagine that because the they're like one guy. he's number one. Like if 99. I could be nine point nine percent of women are like going after. He's a, and the he's also a really good looking guy, right? He's he like is. he's got it all. Oh yeah. So he the offers. Come from the ladies coming in must have yeah, just been he's funny too they say you can laugh a woman into bed right <laughs> you can be really ugly and still like if you're funny as hell and and charismatic and stuff you can still yeah. you can still get the ladies that way so yeah. I, that's what i thought your story was going to be about but obviously not we we can come back to that but i want to hear no, your story no, i was i was i was i was more sort of um i was i was poking at the uh the whole hollywood um thing and you who, know how who have you, everybody, who have you been 
messing with. I haven't been messing with anyone. This happened when I was a, a, a child, and it comes back to Cub Scouts as well, okay? Oh, God. So I'm in Cub Scouts, the Cubs. Oh, God. And uh, we go on a um, – we, we used to do these things like be wholesome, e- every so. year. There is, was is this a, about Portage? There was like a winter <laughs> – almost. There was like a, a winter retreat that you went on. So you went uh, like – to this like huge like cabin in the middle of the woods for like a week, okay. like the whole the whole pack and all the counselors and stuff, and uh, there was like all sorts of stuff, snowshoeing on a lake and like you know it was Ontario right, so it's cold. I always as fuck. think it's weird to have them be called counselors, right? <laughs> no, it's yeah. some sort of camp for There's trouble. Yeah. With these and kids. it was yeah. it's all Jungle Book <laughs> themed as well, right? We had like Akela and Akela like, Mowgli and Bagheera uh, yeah. and and all these guys, all these grown men naming themselves after Jungle Book characters. Yeah. So anyway, so we're out there and um, we're snowshoeing and we're cooking potatoes in tinfoil on an open fire. Oh, shit, I haven't done that in years. All the shit that you do in in Cubs, right? You make like a dent in a tin can of beef beans and you put that on the fire. And then when the dent like pops out, it's ready to eat. Ready to eat? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm eight, nine years old maybe. And um, we're, um, we were playing flashlight tag at night, okay? This is another thing that we did in the woods. So it's dark as hell. You know, everybody's got flashlight. And you run around in the woods and shoot each other with flashlights. And it, it was really fun. It was really exciting times. Everybody was having a good time and stuff. And then this this one kid wasn't even, like, I wasn't really friends with him or anything. Like, you know, I, I, I knew him, like, just because he was in, in Cubs, like, with me or whatever. But I, I didn't really hang out with him or anything. And uh, he was, like, running to get to, like, back to the base or whatever, running really fast, you know, maybe horsing around a little bit, getting a bit too carried away or whatever. And he tripped and he fell down, okay? And he was, like, crying and stuff, and everybody was, like, really worried about him and stuff. And I don't know what it was. Like, I was, like, like, a pretty, like, a fairly tough kid. You know, I wasn't, like, overly sensitive or whatever. But I just felt really bad for him, and I started crying too. I, I was like eight, right? So like, mm. I, it was a little bit embarrassing. So I was like, sort of like off in the woods in the dark, crying because I felt sorry for this guy. And then um, I think it was Baloo came up to me, and he's like, "Oh, hey, what's what's wrong? Like, did did you hurt yourself? I was like, yeah, yeah, I tripped. I, I, I fell over. I got some dust in my eye or something. Like, I don't know." And he's like, "Oh shit. Well, okay, come on." Like, we'll take you back or whatever. And that I, I, I've never told anybody that story because I was a little bit embarrassed. I didn't want to admit that I felt sorry for somebody and started to cry. But at least it shows that I'm not some sort of like sociopath as well, right? I have right. like some degree of empathy or whatever. Yeah, you, 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 at a young age, you showed empathy for another human being. Yeah, and yeah. Why is that an embarrassing story? I don't know. That's it's, a good thing. I, I, yeah. I felt bad for someone who, who has something bad happen to them. Yeah. Don't judge me. It's, like, it's no, just weird on, though, dude. right? Like not, not, not a lot of people want to like be seen crying, right? Like it shows True. like, I guess a vulnerability or something. Unless and, you're like, on a talent show. I guess. You shouldn't yeah, be crying. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like somehow at the age of eight, I was like aware of that. I don't even know how or why or whatever, but like I felt like really, no, I don't want like anyone to think that I'm crying because like, you know, I was like overwhelmed by the situation or something. So I just made up a story about falling down. It's like, oh, you don't seem to have any scratches or anything. It was like, oh yeah. I, you know, it was just a light fall, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> It's, uh, uh, it's. Uh, I think that, that that's a lovely story, Sips, mm, and thank thanks. you for sharing it with us. Oh, thanks. I think that it's it's difficult to. Um, it's really liberating for me. I mean, I've, I've bottled that one up for years. Like I've never well, told anyone. Well, I can't so. believe that's your big bottle up story. Like that's the story that everyone's Sips is like, got I, one. I right? must never tell someone I cared about another human everyone's being. Everyone's got a bottle up story. Like I've got millions, uh, and they're way worse than that. I, well, <laughs> maybe I'm just lucky then. I don't what have do anything mean? much worse than that. Actually, I'm not telling. Like, well, I mean, I've had so, like some awkward encounters with like females, like in the past. Not, females, nothing, nothing like illegal or anything. Were they were they no. awkward in the same way that Data would have an awkward date with people on the the Enterprise? Yeah, I mean, I don't think I'm that rigid, but like you know, you know, like when you're young and you don't really know what the fuck is going on, like most of the time. Like I'm old and I still don't know what the fuck is going on most of the time. Yeah, that's why I got married because I just didn't know what the fuck. Yeah, was me going. too. I just needed somebody to rescue me from my haze of not knowing what the fuck, basically. <laughs> I was like, do you know what the fuck is going on? Yes, let's get married. Yeah. Well, save me. I, I think women are probably much, much, much closer and much more in touch with their emotions than men. I, I mean, men are encouraged to be these iron stones, these these trees that don't waver in the hurricane. Ooh, you know, I like that. It's supposed to be you're supposed to be this this mountain, this rock for her to cry on. You know, whereas you, whereas she she's always a, a storm of, of emotions, and you're you're. 
I, I think women like will cry at anything sometimes, and they won't know why. Well, they, but I think they're men more mortal, can do though, that right? sometimes. Sips, you know. Yeah. Here's the thing: when you're smashing the skull of your enemy in with a crudely made bones bone club, right. you can't be getting empathetic. <laughs> no. Uggs, Uggs. Well, smash, I think at that point, you know, you've and got then s- maybe even Ugg eat. You got so much adrenaline coursing through you, like the capacity for empathy is diminished. Yeah. That's until after the fact, maybe. I think that men and women are more similar than you than people realize. Yeah. Though, too. Like, I think Argina could also smash. Argina may be able to smash, but mainly Ugg smash, eat. I would yeah. say. Yeah, Ugg Ug smash, Ugg like smashing. Yeah. Maybe Argina don't feel like she like it, but <laughs> sometimes... Maybe Ugg not in mood for smashing tonight. <laughs> no, maybe you're... <laughs> Maybe yeah. Argina have headache and poor Ugg yeah. have to smash alone. <laughs> We're not talking about killing people, right? Just so clarifying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, holy shit. So, no, I mean, uh, it's great. Like, I was just thinking of what you were saying. Now, we watched um, Star Wars, the new one yesterday. We're not uh, yeah, spoilers. No spoilers, no spoilers. I didn't, I, did, I, didn't, I didn't get invited to that, so I just jingle jam streamed here, instead. So. You were no, invited, but, you know, know. You, you had, you, know. you already, you've already taken your quota of being away from Babby Fabby family this month, I think. That's, so that's it, yeah. We, it's we so it's hard to be away to... a lot. It's hard to justify being away a lot. So, so I watched The Force Awakens, the original, um, right. on... Uh, the, the the weekend, so I so I was prepared for the new one. Sure, and you know it was it was it was the, the original. It was it, I didn't really remember it because it was a couple of years ago that I'd watched it, so I, I got some new bits. And man, I'm I think Star Wars is this comfortable Christmassy. It's familiar. It used to be when we were kids that Star Wars was was a nerdy thing, right? Right. You were a nerd if you liked Star Wars. Now, if you're a nerd, you don't like Star Wars. It's like uh, geek chic now, right? It's 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 cool to be a nerd now somehow. It, it's, well, no, it's cool to like Star Wars, and maybe it's cool to be a nerd. But but the real people who actually, I don't think I, I think Star Wars has become so mainstream and so kind of it's it's not. I, yeah. I, 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 as a nerd, like I'm beginning to think that I don't like Star Wars. There's not enough there for the nerds, is right. what I would say. Well, like, I if mean, you think I've... about Game of Thrones, that was real nerdy, but now that's mainstream. Yeah. So all the people I know that are like mega nerds are like, oh, Wheel of Time is the superior series now. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like they've got to find the next... They're I almost want, like I hipsters. Want to, yeah. They don't want to admit they're hipsters because yeah. they probably hate hipsters, but now sci-fi has become... You've almost got to be a sci-fi hipster because you're like... Yes, I enjoyed so and so, but uh, I really think it, it was very derivative. And uh, yeah, <laughs> the physics on this was ridiculous. You know, that, that's what you want as a nerd is something I, that satisfies yeah. every aspect. I don't think it matters. Like, there's a bit of something for everyone. Um, I, I'm reading the new Andy Weir books. He did The Martian, and you really enjoyed The Martian. Oh, uh, yeah, I liked that. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. He's got this one called Artemis, um, which is about on moon base, right? Does the guy get stranded on a moon base and they have to rescue him? Um, not really, no. Does it's he have to figure out how to grow potatoes on the moon? With poop? Um, quite, well, not really, no, but there's similar sort of stuff, similar sort of engineering-y, physics-y bits and bobs to right. do with it. Like, you know, they have to, you know, weld holes in the moon base and That's air, cool. air like pressure that. and all that stuff. It's kind of, it's cool. It's quite, it's a bit more sneaky because the moon base is kind of established and it's got like 20,000 people living there. Yeah, I um, like a game like Subnautica, but you're on the moon. And you have to just yeah. build a base and stuff. And there haven't really been many good living on another planet, like in our solar system, similar kind of tech to us oh. games. Yeah. Like I remember there was a, I mean, Kerbal Space Program is one I dip in and out of now and now and again, and that's just fun. Yeah, it's awesome. Because I love yeah. the faces of the lads. Yeah. Of the, the the Kerbal guys when Shitting they get panicked. Their pants. And they look I, like kind of like beaker. Kerbal is almost like a, a trick to like teach you actual physics. Yeah, it almost is. like it's like it's like one of these things that lures you in with the cute faces, but then you end up learning actual physics. Holy shit! It's so satisfying when you get like a a a a, a, a craft into orbit and stuff, and you figure it oh, out. I'm so and bad at it's it. Fucking awesome! It's so good. I had tw- I had Twitch chat coaching me while I did it, and it was it was really something. It was. It was definitely an experience. Maybe not one that I'd ever want to repeat again, but it was it, it was nice. So so we're having a lovely Christmas um, live stream as as of wait 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 before session, you before what? you move on uh, without spoilering uh, without spoilering uh, Star Wars. I felt like I should move on to avoid chatting. About well, no, it don't, don't spoil it. But what would you think? Good, bad. Media. I really enjoyed it. You really yeah, I enjoyed okay. it. I thought it was okay. good. Because I, I read a couple of tweets from people that went with you guys who were like, I was disappointed. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Like. Yeah, well, those people are assholes. Right, okay. And I'm going to find who they are in the office and I'm going to kill them. You hate right. you hate when somebody has an opinion that clashes with yours, right? Like, No, that's not true. What I hate is when people have an opinion and they're like, I didn't like it. And the best reason they can give is 
other people will like it, and I don't like the company that made it. Right. right. That's my problem. Like, right. I don't. There are there are plenty of companies out there I don't like, but at least judge the film for itself. I think yeah. that I don't think, judge it based on other shit. That's what I'm just saying. I think that that Star Wars is and movies in general are short form. Right. We are exposed to Netflix shows. You know, watching. I really enjoyed watching the new Netflix Punisher. Yeah. And it's long form. Right. It gives you really a time to ingest. Oh shit! Get I still need to watch that. Actually, I keep forgetting. I finished it the other night. It is good. It's I'm good. with Lewis on yeah. that. Absolutely. And and I think that. Star Wars hasn't got enough time. Like, sometimes if you're going to introduce new characters, you don't have a huge amount of time to get settled in before the action starts. And so be, I think movies these days have to be more like a roller coaster and, you know, and, and also have nice little bits of comic relief. People are, Some people say Star Wars doesn't take itself seriously enough and some people t- say it takes itself too seriously. And, like, you know, it's tough. When you look at, like, Thor Ragnarok, which is a really, really amazing film this yeah, year. It's, it's, a, a it's a full comedy and it's really good as a result. Whereas... Star Wars has always treaded that line, like Indiana Jones, between serious and, you know... A bit goofy. It, it, fun. And, and a bit goofy, it's yeah. Gotta it's, have, got those... it's gotta have a, a, a broader appeal, though, right? Like, exactly. You know, Star it's Wars, got the right balance. Star, you, gotta, you gotta remember that Star Wars merchandise is being sold to six-year-old kids who are gonna want to watch the movie at some point, so it can't be... Oh, that's where your Porg comes in. It can't be yeah. the, the ultra... Porg, you will have seen it in the trailer. They're adorable, and I, right. I, Lewis was saying when he went to Japan, he saw... You saw a bajillion of them, I, right? Well, yeah, because they, they'd obviously made all the merchandise in advance, and I didn't know what they were, because I'm like a pretty big Star Wars fan, and I, I was going around this section, there was just an entire wall of porgs, and I was like, what the fuck are these? How do I not know what these are? And then, you know, a week after I came back from Japan, the Star Wars trailer came out, and it had the porg in it. I was like, oh my god, it's like I'd seen the future or some, something, you know? It was crazy. <laughs> I think you've got to um, take movies for what they are, though. Like, I'm at the point in my life now where... Going to see a movie, I'll go see something if I like the look of it, and it's more of an outing. Like I don't, I don't hinge like an awful lot on whether the movie's going to be good or not. Like I don't actually care. You're just like, glad to be out of the I'm house. I'm just glad to be sitting in a dark movie theater, falling asleep yeah. half the time, and watching like an something experience. even semi-interesting is fine for me. Like I, it, it really doesn't bug me. It doesn't need to fucking change my life or blow my fucking mind into pieces all over the theater. It doesn't need to make you tear theater. up and like you know have an emotional moment. Yeah. in the woods. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Like for instance, I'm talking to Ben, and he hates Harry Potter. Now I'm no big Potter fan. All right, I tease my wife about the fact that she's read all the books all the time. I'm never going to read the books. But it's fun shit. I mean, how could you hate Harry Potter? Yeah. It's just well, well-made kids movies. Yeah. He's like, and he says, "Oh, because I hate Harry Potter." Like it was like it should have been obvious to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hate it. Why? Because I hate Harry Potter. <laughs> I was like, Ben. I mean, he, you know, dude, I spoke to him. He got like two chapters into Red Rising and couldn't read anymore. Really? Well, yeah. uh, Ben's one of these people though who, if something starts going, like he was watching Westworld, and Westworld has a lull, and he says, as soon as there's a lull. He's I'm, I'm on to something else. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'd rather wait. I'd rather not waste my time. But but sometimes you you have to push through lulls in series to get <coughs> the good bits. Yeah. So I think Red Rising has a little bit of a lull in it, and I think that he got to. I definitely know the point that w- at which he stopped. Yeah. Um, I don't mind the Red Rising. Is the lull is at the start. If the, you know? if the, the lull is kind of at the start. If the lull yeah. is is helping to build up or whatever, like I, I, right. I don't. It doesn't bug me that much at all. Actually, like um, you know, sometimes. Sometimes it's nice to just have like a bit of a break from like nonstop shit happening in action because the yeah. thing with Red Rising is later on, I, and certainly like the next two books are insane, like almost stressful to read. Like at times, like it's just you know, there's it's, there's, there's so, much so fucking happening. much going on yeah, and yeah. so many twists and stuff that it it's just like gets every nuts. page something's happening. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It is. It it's, does it's get pretty crazy. Nutty. Yeah, fuck off. Fuck, I can't wait for the new book to come out in January. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's like next fucking month. Holy crap. I'm going to clear my whole Shit. calendar. I'm going to put some silky pajamas get, on, get some chicken noodle gonna, soup ready. And I was going to try and get the Bodega book out, but there's no point now. No. Because there's a new Red Rising book coming out. It would have been my book on the shelf instead it's Red Rising, oh, obviously. God, man. That's how it goes. I think they can coexist. Maybe. Yeah. So how's the book going? Have you written much? I have, yeah. We're really, really close. Wow. Um, I was trying to get it done in time for Christmas. Obviously, that's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, we are close. We are close. It's been it's been a you while. Wanted to cash in big time on the on the holiday crowds. No, I just didn't want to have to write it in 2018. Oh right, I get it. Yeah, you wanted to write the sequel in 2018. Yeah, exactly. 2018 was Bodega Two, but you no, we'll, we are we are close. We are close. 
Cool. Uh, so That's I got some news. man flu, guys. I, I I must have picked it up like for my kids. Are, my son's gonna be is it's his last day of school today for uh, Christmas holidays. He's gonna be on on right. vacation for like two weeks. So hopefully that'll be yeah, a bit yeah. of a germ holiday for us as well. We won't get like too sick. But. Yeah, here's the thing: if you're you're sick, right? I was sick for like three weeks, and because I, I had a sub meetup, so a bunch of my my Twitch subs met up with me in London, and we all had a, we had a great day. We did all kinds of cool stuff. It was, it was a lot like, of fun. But it was like one of those parties that kids bring their parents to to get them all sick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was like that. It was like one of those measles parties, right? Parents sorry, bring their kids. Yeah, yeah. So around. so we we all met up and like you know I I'd been sick leading up to that with like a pretty heavy cold. But I got over it just in time. We go out, have some drinks. I get back the next day and my throat feels like someone's trying to garrot me. And I realize that I've caught some kind of a horrible throat infection. And my glands on either side of my throat are like super swollen. And I was sick for another week and a half. And then I'm over it. But now I've come down here and I'm like, I'm going to be in the office. And I bet I'm going to get sick from all the people in the office. Yeah, right. And it's just, it's one of those things. Because the weird thing is, when you're sick... And you talk to someone you know who lives miles away that is also sick at the same time with the same kind of symptoms. That's what makes me fear that when we talk about the future of the human race, it ain't going to be some fucking meteor. It's going to be a disease. It will. Some disease yeah. is going to come along and kill us all. It'll be like and that superbug like, in the hospitals that's going to get us exactly. all. Exactly. Yeah. You're going to be like, man, I'm bleeding out of the eyes. How about you? Yeah, yeah. same here. Isn't it weird? <laughs> Must be one of those seasonal things, and then you know your head explodes. It's going to be one of those bullshit, like um, you know, RNG disasters where like it, it is it's immune to like penicillin and something else, fire. and and fire, and it <laughs> thrives. It thrives in like you know mild temperatures, and you know it, it, the and ideal host is and it's airborne. Uh, you know what? I, I watched. Um, I've never. I've never read the book, but I watched this, this old film called The Andromeda Strain, which I'm sure they're going to remake at some. I point. read that book actually. That's a uh, Michael Cri- Michael Crichton, Crichton book. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Oh, it was shit. a really good one. So, so I think I it was, was one of his first. Crichton. I was reading the, the one that was post post. Posthumously, I've forgotten. Anyway, carry on. Okay. I didn't realize he died. Yeah, he died. Yeah. I didn't realize he died, but because he, because there's been like five books po- released po- posthumously. Jesus. He was prolific. Yeah, he yeah, was. He wrote yeah. yeah. all these books and like never put them out. I mean, he's he's not John Grisham level prolific, where no. he manages to find a different story about a lawyer that you can span out to a billion pages. No, I don't know, John every Grisham. Every few months. John but. Grisham's branched out a little bit. He's had a couple of books not about lawyers as well. Really? Yeah. What yeah. were they about? Um, Just solicitors. Had one about like I think. I think he grew up like on a farm or whatever, so he's had a whole bunch of books about like you know discovering yourself, like living on a farm and stuff. And Jeez. they're all like pretty. He's yeah, a good yeah. writer, to be fair. So, so sorry. What I was reading, I remember now. It was about it was it was like Michael Crichton. It was before Jurassic Park. He wrote it, and he mm. wrote it about the Bone Wars, which was those two guys who were archaeologists, and they were digging up. Um, like dinosaurs, but they were competing ah. with each other to try and discover new dinosaurs. Oh, and they okay. discovered all these different dinosaurs by by like, putting the bones together in dumb ways. But it turns out that like half the dinosaurs they discovered were not actually <laughs> real. Yeah. Yeah. They, they just assembled them like wrongly right. from, oh, wow. from other bits of other dinosaurs. I don't think they had eight legs. I'm pretty sure they did. It's the eight legosaurus. I'm categorizing it anyway, Lenny. Fuck you. <laughs> Lenny. Eight legs. Pete, what the fuck are you doing over here? The dinosaur, they ain't got two heads. Yeah. Shut up, Lenny. So, man, I've been reading a bit more. Um, thank God I have, because it's great. Michael, Sorry, carry on. Michael Lenny. Crichton books are generally very, very good, but the movie adaptations are usually pretty bad. Like it, what was I talking about? Andromeda Strain. Jurassic Park. Right, right. Not right, but the, the Andromeda Strain is a really good movie. Like, it's very 70s. They have computers, which, uh-huh. look, which look more like pocket calculators now. But they're like, well, I simply punched the commander to the computer. It's one of those things where every button press, you can hear a room next door whirring. Like that, with every button press. And then it spits out like, a piece of paper comes out with a number two on it. And they're like, wow, so easy. But... This all they find this 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 um they send this thing into space to grab some something from a meteorite and then come back to Earth and it's like caught a piece of this organic material and brought it back. It la- crash lands in this town and the military goes to retrieve it, but the entire town is dead. Right. Apart from two people, a screaming baby and an old man. Okay, and they have to figure out what the, the what killed them, and all the all the people's blood is completely dried up. So when they cut them open, it's just dust that falls out. Right. And they're like, okay. So they take them to this special facility 
and they they've got this um, they've got the two survivors and they've got the the, the pod where the, the thing must be in and they go through all this ridiculous very scientific and sort of you know believable um, approach to solving this problem and it's it's absolutely brilliant it's not a fast-paced movie but it builds in drama to the conclusion and it is well worth seeing I recommend it I do recommend it I don't think it's on Netflix but Andromeda Strain is a great film so it's the classic comet carrying a, a, a bit of DNA or a bit of virus right from space yeah so that's, that's the panspermia like theory that, 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 we were, at, yeah, like, that, that life was created on Earth from uh, a, like a a jizz a bit of jizz a little bit of jizz yeah. on a rock yeah. but like that, that comet that's coming through the solar system at the moment not space comet jizz. It's, a, it's like a meteor it's like a cigar shaped Right? right, so it's like ten times as long as it is wide. So it's like a, a big flying dick it's in space. Phallic as hell, yeah. Even more panspermia theory, right there. Nice. Yeah, a literal giant dick is flying around in space, shitting, jizzing all over everything, jizzing, that uh, jizzing, its path. jizz on planets. Yeah. But they were like, we should probably look at this thing because that's not a normal shape for a meteor to be or an asteroid to be. For it to be that shape specifically, dick and of course, the artist's impression makes it look like a spaceship. And I was like, wow, right. we got to go check this thing. Out. <laughs> so is this for real? This actual? Yeah, is yeah, this for real. Okay, there's a real cigar this is, this is actually thing. there is an right. actual cigar shaped um comet or something it's a big oh, asteroid right. it's a huge rock that's right and they're saying that if you look at the arc of it and the speed that it's traveling and where it's come from it's not it was launched from a regular planet. visitor it's from it's a it's a different solar system so it's come here from another solar system traveling through space is it going to do a years. near earth flyby or whatever it's, it's not called. coming near earth right. it's out near the sun but i mean you can see how over billions of years something these would. things might happen yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely and i mean you know what if it grazes the atmosphere bits of it get shredded by the gravity and the heat and everything and fall to earth and bingo you suddenly got some new ingredients in the in the pot yeah yeah dried up blood absolutely. and stuff jizz fuck just a tiny dude just alien a tiny little dude alien spunk et yeah Fuck me, E.T. is one of those movies, I don't know about you guys, do you guys have a movie like that where it just makes you, it reminds you of being sick and it makes you feel a bit sick? Do you have any no. movies like that? <laughs> Were you sick when you watched E.T.? I must have been, but every time I watch E.T., I feel actually sick as hell. I don't like... That right. might just be E.T., like it's kind of sickly, I love that movie. I don't but... know what it is about that movie, I just, it, it just makes me feel so sick, like I can't... Can't watch it without feeling like just terrible. Like it just. <laughs> I, don't, I think that's the I movie. Must you been, I must have had like the ET. flu or something when I saw it, like first or something. But it just always reminds wow. me of being sick and just makes me feel sick as well. Like, Damn. Yeah. Fuck. I got sick when we were playing TTT the other day. What? Like throw up? Got sick? motion sick. I got motion sickness from motion sickness. Oh shit. Yeah. It's something about that engine, and you were saying that you saw stuff on Reddit with people saying, "Was it you that was saying?" People always talk about motion sickness in these games. It's uh, first-person shooters, the or the frame right? rate, or the the motion blur, or the the, the head bob, or something that yeah. makes put, makes people uh, motion sick. It's, it's weird. It it's is different weird. to different people. But it um, would obviously be such a, t a subtle change. But that's all it takes for me to get sick. Yeah. So, yeah. Because I, I used to get travel sick when I was a kid, like, pretty bad. So maybe I'm just susceptible to I still to do. I get I motion get sickness sick. pretty bad. Like, if, I, yeah. if I'm not driving a car, I get pretty motion sick. And then I can't, yeah. I can't go on big roller coasters or anything like that either. They, they, they absolutely wreck me. Oh, yeah, they wreck me. But, I mean, I think if, as long as I'm not on them for more than, like, a couple of minutes, I'm usually okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I went yeah, on the like, pinball wizard like, one time. I went on the pinball wizard at Alton Towers. Right. And uh, as soon as I got off... I barfed into a garbage can. It was terrible. <laughs> I, I think I've I've done the same. Like honestly, sometimes like halfway through a ride, you're like, oh god, I've had enough of this. Mm -hmm. And then you get by the time you get off it, you're like, you try oh, your best, right? You close your eyes, you try to hold it in and stuff, and then you just get to that point where your body's just like, nope, it's coming out, like it's got to, and then bleh, yeah, right into a garbage god, I can. I hate being sick. I mean, but they have a reputation for being like barfomatics, though. Mm. They've been these some of these roller coasters. Yeah. I, well, I made the mistake of eating a hot dog before I went on it too. <laughs> oh, jeez! So it was like a pretty long out. car ride up there, and we were hungry, so we stopped off and of got some and, got uh, some hot dogs, and then <laughs> fucking got there. Went on the pinball wizard, and then the rest of the day it was just like a mess. I got sick like in the car on the way home and stuff, like because all it takes is to get sick 
like once motion sick once in the day and then everything you do that day like that involves any sort of movement or moving you around just makes you feel even more sick it's the worst you know you know you know georgia or uh, g-star yeah right so she's here she's she's a streamer and uh she lives in manchester she's she's one of the many people that's come down for christmas and she was saying that manchester has a big problem with this drug called spice right you heard of it it's it's like a legal legal high it's from what Arrakis. I know it, the, the spice must flow. That was yeah. my first thought. Was spice? Yeah. June, Ephraim, desert men. planet. You know, I was I was thinking of, of June immediately. Yeah. But it's but actually no, but a is synthetic. It, is spice the legal high stuff. Well, it's not. I don't think it is anymore. Right. I think they criminalized it because it's super super bad. Anything that's illegal high is illegal high for about. <laughs> no, but yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I watched a documentary <laughs> on legal highs, and they have shops and stuff, but, and like, there's like yeah, some like, wizard who lives they have in to, the like, Netherlands. What they're selling, every yeah, day. they have to change it because the problem is bad. all you have to do is change it slightly and say, no, 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 no this isn't so and so. This is blah blah. Oh See, it's a completely different chemical formula. So I'm pretty sure spice is illegal, but it's in Manchester and Doncaster because Monkfish was saying that he has it in Doncaster as well. These guys, it, it's not just like they get drunk and pass out. This stuff is it like makes them absolutely insane and they're just hopeless. Like their their lives are ruined by this stuff. Uh, apparently, oh it's really big yeah. in prison as well. They like they yeah, because like it gets you so fucked up. Right, and it's, and it's cheap as well. Like all these drugs are. Like it's a rush to the lowest price point that gets you the most fucked up. And Georgia was saying that she saw this guy take a load of spice, was sick, and immediately just face planted straight into it, like a load of spaghetti he'd been eating oh, or something. That's and gross. He just lay there. He was just there. That's it. And the, the ambulance turned up and they sort of waited him for, for him to come around, cleaned him up. And that's just his day. That's his day. He's just going to be fucked oh, the whole yeah. day. Apparently, yeah. like, turns you, apparently it turns you into a zombie. Like literally is what people are saying. It's like it just, just kind of makes you like just zonk out and just zombified. It's really, really scary. Wow, that's cool. Uh, it's not really though. No, I don't mean I wouldn't try it, but like the fact that I've got those, those are pictures of people just looking like zombies. <laughs> that, oh, oh my like, god! I've got I've got some pictures of it up on um, on Google. What, what do you call people who take spice? Apart uh, from idiots, uh, <laughs> spice heads, spice spicers. <laughs> you call them the or, um, what are they? Shy Halud, the great worm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Herb- mm, herbalists. Shy Halud. Oh my god. Herbs, man. I don't know about those drugs. Like I saw, like I said, this documentary and they were talking to this guy. He was, he like nicknamed himself the wizard or something. And he was like making all these synthetic drugs, like in Holland, I think it was, he had a lab and everything. And he was like, he created a lot of these like early, uh, legal highs and stuff, you know, at like, and he would just like cook up these concoctions and put like just like hints of like hallucinogenics or, or something in it like not not so that you would get like completely off your tits fucked up but like a little bit fucked up sort of thing people are always it's gonna put just so weird. dumb stuff yeah up their nose or in their ass or whatever <laughs> yeah. this is what people do it's like from caveman times you know ugg was like <laughs> ugg find Ugina. weird thing in forest in ugg st- st- stick it up bum <laughs> would Agina like to try no Agina is not stupid why ugg stick stupid things up bum Ugg like, Ugg you know, be... want coke daddy ugg <laughs> no coke ugg broke <laughs> bitch <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. Uh, is Agina's pimp now? I'm not sure. I don't know. But I'm, not, I'm not sure it's where It's a complicated going. relationship. It's it a, is. When, it, when drugs get involved, everyone becomes a pimp, right? Like it's, yeah, and everyone's a victim in yeah. a way. But so. since the dawn of time, you know, people have been experimenting with this dumb stuff. Or else, how would like how would we know? Found out that you can eat some of these things, or that some things were nice. Smoking like, tobacco. Know. Do you think that's why? Instance. Do you think that's why people dare each other to do stupid things? Ugg dare Krug to eat red mushroom. Uh, uh, Krug not want to eat red mushroom. Oh, Krug scared like Agina. Okay, Krug eat. Oh, Krug died. (laughs) Agina, don't eat red mushroom. It killed Krug. Tubing display toilet. Krug do stupid thing. Not know why. Oh, God. I think, I mean, that's literally the only way. Terrible accident. <laughs> Krug full face Krug first on red uh, mushroom. Krug not well. <laughs> but the thing is, you like you couldn't even rely on animals to teach you which ones were good to eat because animals can eat all kinds of shit that's poisonous for us or will Vice kill us. Versa. Yeah, like dogs can't eat chocolate. Exactly. You know? Fucking if we'd be if we'd been like you know what is this strange brown thing? Give to dog. Oh no, dog has died. Must not be good for human. <laughs> what's the what's we the caveman would've... dog name? We got Ugg, Ugina, and Krug. Sadly, who's dead. Krug. So you'd need a dog. Krug's 
sad. Krug, Krug, Krug dead. Krug faceplant they, 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 into spaghetti barf. What would a caveman's dog be called? I think it would just be called dog. Like, dog. That's dog. Pretty, yeah, pretty caveman. Dog. Ugg dog. Yeah. Uh, Ugg dog eat chocolate. <laughs> you. Don't know why I have chocolate. What about you? Ugg sh- <laughs> dog shitting everywhere now. <laughs> Ugg Ug dare. Krog to eat dog poo. <laughs> Krog eat dog poo. Krog fine. I like this like caveman jackass episode that's just <laughs> yeah, that's, that's developing. That's how we got here. Jackass. Ugh, that's ugh, ancient history. Ugh, Krog. Go downhill. Shopping cart. Fucking hell. I'd watch that. I would like to see cavemen nowadays. I would like to see Came what they make nowadays. of it. I was thinking what would be yeah. interesting would to take someone from just like two or three hundred years ago. Like, you know, have you heard of Samuel Pepys? Yeah. So Samuel Pepys no. was like, for anyone that doesn't know, he was, a, he was a diarist, very famous diarist. He was like, he was a reasonably important guy. Like, he had pretty important jobs in his day. I think he was like in charge of the Navy or something at one point, but not in the military way. Right. And he was like an advisor to the king. He lived right around the time of the Great Fire of London, which was like 1666. That's right. He was around. He's got this like first-hand account of life in pre-Restoration London. So Restoration London was like post-Great Fire, obviously. And it's fascinating. And his daily life, he's going here, he's meeting this guy, he's having lunch there. He details in his diary how he has sex with prostitutes and stuff like this, no biggie. Um, And just talks a whole bunch of stuff. Now I'm thinking, like, his life was completely different to the way ours is now. And his values were completely different, everything like that. And he's not that far removed. 300 years isn't really that long. But for human beings, that's like... Well, it it is for us. It's pretty long. It is for us, but it's actually not that long. If you think about it, It, that's nothing. It's it's a blip. I mean, there are people that are over 100 years old. So imagine three of those people. That's it. You're in Samuel Pepys' time. It's it's crazy. It just Fuck, shows, man, no. I don't want to. I don't want to be a hundred years old. <laughs> like, <laughs> man, that's not what I'm saying. No, we're not. <laughs> I'm just saying that if you can think about it, there are people who've been alive. I mean, there. I think one of the oldest people alive was born in like 1898 or something ridiculous like that. Yeah, there's like. Uh, I think the oldest person um, alive is like 125 years old or something. Yeah, it's insane. It's like French, possibly. So a couple of them, and you're right back in Restoration London. It is interesting how the different values. I mean, how we haven't changed as organic species, species since then, but what we perceive to be correct and wrong. Or good or bad, or right or wrong, or evil or good. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm wrong. She's, she, she's she's not alive anymore. But she died. So okay, the oldest verified person on record is French woman Jean Calmont, who was uh, born in 1875. Jesus, and and died in 1997. Jesus. All right. So Damn. she lived for 122 years and 164 days. And I bet she was still getting out and about. Doing <laughs> still having a great centenarians. time. Centenarians. That that's what they call them. Super, Super centenarians. centenarians. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, there's a Japanese woman who lived for 117 years. Yeah. They have a lot of these dudes um, where it's just like their birth certificate is just a handwritten note. That they just kept in a bag yeah. in like a barn somewhere. And they were like, Yeah, I was born in 1703. What of it? You're like, Could you prove it? Well, there's my birth certificate. Well, it's just that it just birth and certificate are both spelt wrong and there's no photograph and it looks like it's in your handwriting. That's me, all right. You know, that's the proof. The Japanese woman is called Nabi Tajima. She was born on the 4th of August, 1900, 117 years ago, wow. and she's still alive. Damn. That's nuts, eh? And there's also another one. What's it? Well, okay, there's two Japanese people. There's also Chiyo Miyako, who was born on the 2nd of May, 1901. He's lived for 116 years. Yeah. Uh, and it's still I think they, they well. put That's it down to the seafood crazy. diet and they drink a lot of tea. And they're not, right. they're not, they, I think in general, the Japanese lifestyle is quite healthy. It seems to be there's three, three Japanese, four Japanese people still alive who are over 110 years old. Yeah. Uh, and two Italians. Uh, and there's one. Yeah. American. That's right. There's one American here. And so Delphine Gibson. She was born in 1903. She's still alive, 114 years old. Um, she was born on the 17th of August, 1903. So, so imagine sitting yeah. down and having a powwow with Debbie. When you look at these people, right, there's like three large groups of people who are the most long-lived people in the world, okay? And there's one of them is in a group of people in Japan. One of them is a, these group of people in, in, in Italy who have this Mediterranean diet. And one of them is Ameri- this group of people in America who are quite religious. And I think that, right. I think that the, the commonalities between them is 
they don't eat meat. That doesn't mean they're like necessarily vegetarian. I think they they still have like I think they have a little, some some of them have some seafood. I think the, the Italians have quite a bit of cheese, but I think they're also there, there are vegetarianism is definitely a, a common thing. Like not to the extent like some people I meet out in the world right. are like like if they don't have meat for lunch, breakfast, and dinner, they're angry. Right? <laughs> it's like. It's like it's like my parents come around and you know I'm I I'm like you know so we just have a cheese sandwich and my dad's like oh I need to have some need to have some meat you know what are you talking about yeah. you got you ain't going to get ham like what's wrong with you you know you're not giving yourself enough nourishment but actually yeah I you think, don't want to eat it every day so, we're not meant to eat it every day so they obviously have no. things that are unique um, you know the Japanese people drink drink tea but the Americans and the Italians certainly don't. Um, and the some of the other people. So I think the Italians have, but the, the, one of the other things was they have is that they all have are still exercising, they're still active. You know, they're still walking miles every day. Usually, um, that's a real signifier of longevity. Mm. And, and then they the all other do one, a lot of spice. They, 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 a lot of spice. <laughs> they take a lot of. They just are injecting it directly into their ass, and right. they're eating and all the red in, mushrooms into their eyeballs and stuff. No, what, was, what was the third? The thing? other third thing was community. Right, it's to have like that. The, they have this this good support structure of, of family and friends around them. They have this this tight knit community. Um, and so, so it's these the people in the church mm. in America. It's the people in the Mediterranean, Mediterranean islands in mm. Italy, and it's the the Japanese sort of. When we were in Japan, I remember we'd walk through this little sort of town or something, and there, there would be all these old people out there in a big circle in in the sunshine, you know, do, doing like dancing around and stuff. Nice. And it was it was really surprising, I guess, to see. Because that's not what I'm used to seeing. I guess. I guess certainly in the UK, p- people are a little bit more insular. Families and groups are a little bit smaller. You know, I don't think putting people in old folks' homes is as, the same as what they have in Japan necessarily, or some of these some of these tight knit communities where they respect their elders and they live with them and they look after them and they they live in these larger larger groups. And I, I don't know. So so yeah, stay active. Don't eat too much meat. And right. and have a good community around mm. you. Don't don't be lonely. You know, get out there, join that's, groups, that's join funny, social groups. Talking about old folks' homes, there's an old folks' home near me um, in Twickenham. That's like an old folks' home for actors. Yeah, and stage right. performers, and they're all like super old. So you've never heard of any of them, but they're obviously famous in their day. So my mum looked them up, and she was like, "Oh, I remember him. He was quite the hunk in his time." Right. Yeah. <laughs> and now they're living in that home. Like you never see them, but the house is amazing. They have all kinds of cool stuff going on. Occasionally you'll see like a party through the window. You'll see like a party when when my face is pressed up against it, trying to catch a glimpse of what's going on in there. Um, you know, they appear to be having a good time and everything. They have good Christmas yeah. decorations every year. But I was like, maybe nice. that's really good. Maybe the actors are going to be happy because they're in a home with other actors and they've got like a social thing going on. They, I bet their Christmas play is knockout. Like, I bet that's yeah. amazing. But maybe, yeah, maybe that's it. Being stuck on your own in one of those granny flats, praying that your kids visit you once a fortnight or whatever. Oh, God. That can't be healthy. No, I no, don't think it is. I think, I think physical health, though, is just as important as mental mm. health. I think that people underestimate that a lot and... You could see it a lot that that people like almost like you know when I hate to say it when you know you've got this old couple and one of them dies mm-hmm. the other one usually doesn't stick around much longer it's do they and yep. it's, it's 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 certainly a thing that I think maybe having the internet will change cannot that be, cannot be so good as long as the Dota servers are running I'm good right I see <laughs> so if, if your wife were to like compete you wouldn't even notice <laughs> yeah. you'd be like well like, better go Q US East. <laughs> it's great oh man man we live in interesting times definitely we do yeah i I just imagine that old debbie from the 1900s all the way up to like uh you know like born in 1901 and then living through everything Everything. that led up to like 2017 i mean that's fucking crazy she lived through two World wars, like countless fucking conflicts, like that America got involved in. As she, you know, she, yeah. she being American, she went from a world with no cars to cars everywhere. Absolutely, Flight, yeah. Like became Technology. a thing. We went into space. Nine eleven and <laughs> terrorism and yeah, space. Jesus. JFK, like holy shit, so much stuff has happened in her yeah. lifetime. It's insane. Yeah, like, I wonder, like people sort of. I think a lot of people in our age seem to think that science is going to dig them out of holes almost. It's like it's like going to be like, oh, you know, by the time I'm old enough to get this disease, they will have solved that disease, you know. Or by the time, you know, global warming is a thing, the scientists, will, the boffins in the lab will have come up with some answer for it so we won't have to bother, you know, terribly worry about it. Well, 
It's weird, though, because the world is, like, we've talked about this before, I'm sure. The world's changed a lot since, like, the 60s and the 70s. I think, like, um, in the 60s and the 70s, there was a sort of spirit of, like, uh, progressiveness and, you know, like, curing things and solving problems and doing stuff because it was, like, really awesome and stuff. And now it's 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 a it's a lot more sort of focused on how much money you can make off these things and it and it hamstrings the whole thing right yeah. so like instead of curing diseases now we manage them and we we charge people for the management of those diseases i think that's and, a very yeah i mean that's a quite cynical outlook on it but i think that that is just an inevitable consequence of, of yeah, the, absolutely. The, the, the way that our economy is set up you know it, it's you, you can I, I completely agree with what you said there that if you were in charge of a big billion dollar drug company and someone yeah. in your company came to you and said, "Oh, hey, Billy, we've we've come. We've that's my name, um, head of the company. Billy, uh, hey, Billy. Billy, listen, we've cured AIDS. We've come up with a cure for AIDS." And and he's like, "Well, quickly hide that. We're not gonna fucking you know we you know we're not gonna make any money if we cure it. We need Bury to it, we need to treat it. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, want, I, I, I don't know, want cures. I, I want treatments. I know people who've worked for those big companies." like GlaxoSmithKline and stuff like that. And they're, they're not actively working on cures for anything. That's not what no. they do. All they do is they think, how can we manage it? Like, that's literally, it's not that they, if they stumbled across the cure for that, they would bury it. I think it's literally that they're just avoiding working on stuff that looks like it might cure things. Well, yeah, and yeah. also, you know, diseases that, it's a profit-driven business, you know, if it's like, you know, if, if we... We've got a disease that's affecting this many people. Um, then we can make this much money. You know, if if this disease is a bit rare, it's going to be not that profitable for us to make a cure for it. But also, that kind of encourages them to make up diseases almost as well, or to or to try and inform, de- de- define what diseases are. I think this is the this is the most difficult thing when it comes to mental health because everyone's different. Everyone's mental health is different, and so how do you do it? I, how do you make yeah. a drug for for it works for everyone. I mean, thing that works if you, for, if you look at something like autism, if you look at autism, the idea that there's been an explosion in the number of people that have autism is as wrong as saying that there's been like an explosion in the number of people diagnosed with carpal tunnel, right? Before people knew what carpal tunnel was, of course there were no fucking people being diagnosed with it. Same with autism. Before it was fully understood, or as well as it is now, of course people weren't being diagnosed with it as much. There's, nothing, there's not been an explosion in cases. There's been an explosion in diagnosis. That's the difference. Yeah. O- autism is like one of those ones a bit like OCD we talked about a couple of episodes ago where... You know, people claim to have OCD when they don't have it. And right. it's the same with autism. People accuse other people of having autism yeah. when they clearly don't have it. it. Because they display, like, one behavior of, like, an, an autistic person. You know, they, they, they call them autistic or whatever. And they're not diagnosed autistic. They're not autistic. Yeah. But it's, like, one of those things that just gets thrown around very loosely I, now. I, I you think know, it's, like, it's, it's a little bit like your emotional thing, Sips. You're almost like saying, oh, well, I had an experience where I, I was sympathetic to a guy who'd, who'd fallen over when I was eight <laughs> years old. What's wrong with me? And so yeah. I'm, I, you're saying what's wrong with me. I'm but, some sort of pussy. But you're, <laughs> what's wrong with me? And, uh, but if you haven't had experiences that, or you have, it, it's it's totally fine. Like, it's it doesn't make you weird or different to not you know when you're a kid and you're not you're not really sure and then your mind is like setting up like i'm sure everyone's had embarrassing moments where they i don't know poop the bed or i'm not talking about oh, myself God, so you know, many times or, like you know did said something that, they, that was mean or, or, or you know uh, don't, don't feel bad about that you know because the fact that you're almost like the fact that you're aware that that happened kind of negates that it's like people who are actually insane don't think they're insane you know no, I mean? that's it. Yeah, um, it's 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 kind of because you're able to sort of have a little think around it. Don't overthink it either. Don't get stuck in the. It's no, a complicated. No. Don't be hyper aware of everything to... that you do. But like you know, if if you if you have some sort of like uh, ability to like uh, reflect upon yourself, sort of thing, and you're probably sort of okay. Yeah, but like. If you think that there's nothing wrong with you, and you unless know, you're people... reflecting on how delicious human flesh is, like yeah. if, if yeah. you're thinking, man, yeah, yeah, that dude I killed and ate, that really was tasty. So I mean, okay, this, yeah. this brings me on to one thing, I suppose, about Star Wars, right? And I don't know whether this isn't a spoiler. Okay, um, Star Wars people are like right. stormtroopers, okay? Not because they've got the masks on and because they're all uniform, they aren't people, 
right? And so you can blow them up and fling them off cliffs and do all this to them, yep. right? If they had their masks open and they had human faces and you saw them contort yeah. into horrific, you know, or have their chins, like, blown off, yeah, you yeah. Know, it would like be a Finn. very different movie. Yeah, yeah, he was humanized the moment he took his hat off, right? Yeah. Yeah, was, that's right. He suddenly became... And, and so it's kind of... But also in the same way... There is one bit in the new Star Wars, which if you really are like super anti-spoilers, this is, I don't think this is a spoiler, but if, if you are super anti-spoilers and you haven't seen the movie yet and you're like, just I don't want to hear anything, for a second. just... Um, no, just, don't pause, just, just how, how long are you going to meet skip. for? Like, like, like literally a minute. Okay, um, one minute. Yeah. But yeah, so here we go. So this is so a bit, Chewie dies. It's a bit with, and, um, <laughs> there's a bit with Porgs, right? Right. And um, there's a bit where, it's, it's like a throwaway scene where Chewbacca is holding eat, a cooked one. a cooked pork. Right. And it's like a little miniature chicken. It looks yeah, like yeah. a rotisserie chicken that has been cooked, uh, like a Tesco chicken. It looks delicious. It looks delicious. But the point is that that almost, for me, defined, like, the difference between what we see in supermarkets and what we see in... For, so for kids, they won't even be able to tell that that... They won't even be able to associate that cooked pork with a real pork. Maybe, yeah. Right? Because it's like so. I think he's just almost. eating chicken somehow. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Because because most yeah. kids like don't have that difference. But but if you'd actually seen Chewbacca have to put a net over a pork and then like strangle yeah. the pork to death <laughs> and then like pluck all the feathers off Slit the pork, its jugular yeah. and drain it and, like, out drain and it of its stuff. blood, yeah. stick a fucking rotisserie thing up its ass and you know roast it on the fire for five minutes. And then and then you and then you witness Chewbacca sitting there thinking, "Hang on a second, I've done this once." What if I did it a million times? Well, exactly. And then he For starts a start, like a all the porks are sitting around yeah. him in this little bit of the film, being like, you know, if those porks were had seen him, like they'd be running a mile for a start. Yeah, you know, because yeah. he's surrounded by. So anyway, that I don't, I don't think that's a real spoiler. It's not a real spoiler. It's not a clutch scene. It's not important, you know, but. For me, that was a weird, really weird moment in the movie that almost signified that, yeah, they, the people who've made this movie are very hyper-aware of what they can and can't show to kids and what's okay to show to kids and what, what the censored violence is. It's like stormtroopers are okay to kill yeah, and maim right, but not the and port. put through a yeah. fan. You know, one of them falls through yeah, a fan. Yeah, one of them gets confetied. Um, and, and that's... He does, he gets confettied. And it's like, it's okay because he's in a mask and he's nameless and he's faceless and he doesn't have a line... Right. And it, the violence is is totally cool because these these. You're uh, right. But maybe maybe the next movie that's not part of the trilogy, like Rogue One, will be about that stormtrooper and the events that lead up to him getting confetti. I so guess, you have like a. You I know, would you love can to see, see what his family movie, life yeah. is like, I, and he's like. I guess I don't know. You know if I'm, it turns I'm, out he's I'm a, a prolific a... pog eater and stuff, <laughs> and then like you don't feel so bad when he gets confetti because it's a fucking monster. I'm just out, wondering so. whether we normalize. Things that we shouldn't normalize through these types of little clever Hollywood tricks and tips to to get away because they're they're right on the edge of not being okay, mm. right? Do you know what I mean? They're right. We can we can. They're human beings, but because we've put masks on, we could do whatever we want to them. Um, well, they're mostly clones, though, right? Like, is that clones of people too? They, but they're not clones in this, are they? Because Finn isn't one, is yeah, it? Yeah, no, they were clones. Oh, that's true. Remember, yeah, they're they not were, clones. They were clones. And but so, clones. but even then, if you clone a human being, are you saying that the clone is not a human? Are being? Are they all expendable at that point? <sighs> I don't know. It's a it's a tough one. I mean, isn't your it? kids like, are I, like I think a if kind there of was clone? duplicates of me. I, I would they? say, yeah, they're they're pretty expendable, actually. No, but clone, then... clones of people, man. That's the whole point. I mean, people will. I don't know where I was going with that thought, but I think I was just sort of a wonder. <laughs> wondering around it because it's kind of become it's kind of weird isn't it it's kind of weird mm. anyway it's been there for ages you know it's been been around for ages people need to find harmless uh, exits or whatever it is mm. for their animal urges harmless like ways to releases. get out their releases yeah, yeah. yeah and it's a classic thing I think like Bertrand Russell said that you know that's a thing that we need because we are cavemen yeah and we have these urges and maybe you know like having these things that are fairly so you, you know, think we can voyeuristically satisfy our desire to see someone getting confetti? But maybe, maybe, yeah. But maybe, maybe <laughs> it doesn't need to be that. Maybe it just needs to be like the Splatoon kind of, you know, cartoony. I mean, people, I, I, but that's why into puffs of fireworks. Right. I think that's why sport is so popular. It's because essentially you're watching a struggle, yeah, a physical struggle between two people, often requiring strength or skill, and it's all th like we love to watch sport where an object is thrown or or hit. Very accurately or kicked. Like we, there, there always needs to be a token involved. 
tennis ball, football, basketball, baseball, uh, you know, a cricket ball, anything. It always seems to involve some kind of token. Yeah, what about karate, like, though? Well, karate yes. is fighting. That's just the pure, pure sport, like boxing, wrestling. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, so, I mean, there are some things like Formula wrestling. One, which obviously probably yeah. doesn't appeal to our caveman instincts, but more of our sort of, ooh, look how fast they're going instincts. Well, competitive, uh, yeah. competitiveness. Yeah, but even and, just and seeing so, I mean, look at drag too. racing. Drag yeah. racing, you're just watching two very loud, noisy things go, like, you know, along a track. So that's appealing to yeah. our sort of, ooh, ooh, ah, you know, sort of a wow, isn't that cool? So, yeah. yeah, but I think a lot of sport, if you really look at it, we want to see crunching tackles and people getting kicked up in the air. We want to see amazing feats of dexterity and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. the same kind of thing. As much as we would like to see Ugg really smash that wilderness. I, yeah, because I don't know how much human-on-human, -human, like, killing was built is built into our caveman genome, in a sense. Like, how much of that needs to be satisfied by, when you watch a movie, how, many, how much gratuitous violence does there have to be, you know? Does there have to be any? Because I watch a lot of kung fu movies and, you know, they don't have to fight necessarily 500 different guys. It's mostly just a couple of guys fighting for a while. Uh, or, you know, a big one big guy, one bad, one two badasses, and they're both super badass. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, how, who's the most badass? Do you know what I mean? That's what yeah. it's about. It's like a struggle. It's like wrestling. It's but like, here's the thing, but it's right? Not, wrestling is not one guy versus 500. It's true. Although that would be awesome. No, yeah. But the thing that is, would be pretty is sweet, movies yeah. didn't used to be this violent. TV didn't used to be this violent. When when there's a director called Sam Peckinpah, right? He, he directed a very famous Western called The Wild Bunch, one of my favorite movies. And this was revolutionary in terms of the violence it portrayed on screen. Right? No film had been this violent before. Like films were just not violent. If someone shot, you'd see them, a shot of them going bang, and then you'd cut to a shot of the guy going erg and falling over. So having the shot of the guy pulling the trigger and someone dying in the same frame was like unheard of. Yeah, the old the old war movies with like the ballerina death scenes. Right, and you, know, you know, like, it's like that. So yeah. the, nowadays, I mean, geez, if you look at, like you were saying, that guy gets turned into confetti. That wouldn't happen in a movie 50 years ago, especially a kid's movie. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, even in Star Wars, like, I mean, think about the original Star Wars. A lot of the, lot of the time they were, you know, especially in the first movie, they're running away from the stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah. Right? They're not actively, like, just sizing their way through these places. Yeah. It's kind of like... But so no, if, yeah. if this is about satisfying some innate desire in us to see people getting torn apart... Why is it only now? Why, why didn't we have that previously? Or was it literally because that was most people's every day for is a very it, long time? Is it because time? this has tested well with audiences and it's this natural evolution towards what people want? No, to I, see? I think our, our daily lives are so non-violent and non-struggle based in the West that we're happy to see this kind of shit. We're just like, we just, we're just like desensitized to it because we're not sensitive to it. I don't think we were ever desensitized to it. I just think we were never sensitive to it because it's just an alien concept to most of I us. I think it might just be the whole concept of facelessness, though. Like, you know, if, if, if you can't put, like, a name and a face on something, then you don't value it and, you don't, and you're, you're happy to just kill it. Maybe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, maybe. Like a stormtrooper. On the topic of violence and people getting killed, it actually sounds in the background like that's happening oh, in your yes. office. That's, is that Mousy? Mousy is recording in our office, so you, this whole podcast has been punctuated by... Screeching. By Mousy screeching. Screaming, yeah. It's, she isn't being strangled, I promise. She's fine. Maybe she is, actually. Good. We Should definitely we check on don't have a... I was tempted to look, because earlier it sounded like she was sobbing, but then I realized <laughs> right. it was all part of the, the video. So whatever it is she's recording... If a video comes out and it's a tear there's a lot of yeah, it's a real tear <laughs> Well, then you know when God. it was recorded. But Sorry, yeah. this, this podcast got up and down a lot of ways. It's not been very Christmassy. It's not been very. We were thinking about oh, yeah. doing a live one. It'll but, actually be Christmas. Yeah, we were but, thinking um, of doing a live one where we, you know, me and Lewis sit in the oh yeah the streaming room. But yeah, we didn't. No, we didn't. Yeah, we could probably we might be able to do a live one uh, next week if you're around, Sips. That might be that might be nice for Pete. Okay, we could try it. Yeah, but yeah, I'll be right. around. So, and I mean, we've got the um, we've got like the setup for dad decks and stuff. So you'd be able to get me on the screen and stuff. Cool. I can do it. Yeah, thanks. Okay, let's do it. I've, I've, I've met a lot of people this year who've been big fans of Trifles, and a lot of people have, have said great things about this podcast. Um, you know. Someone posted on the Reddit that we're one of the top downloaded comedy podcasts. Yeah, which I can't believe. But behind, behind Russell Brand. I mean, top actually, 100. He's actually maybe. a real flipping celebrity and stuff, and actually is a professional, you know, who knows what Wanker. he's doing. Wanker. Whereas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we should say things like that about about you know other other people. I think Russell Brand's a cool guy. I'm a big fan. About of About our Russell competition, Brand. we need to rise above it. You know, maybe this time next year we're going to be the top one downloaded comedy podcast, and then Russell Brando's is going to turn around and be like, "That guy called me a wanker." <laughs> 
It's going dis- to discredit us. I stand by yeah. it. Oh, get away. Get I'm, not being, I'm not going to be mates with Russell Brand ever. What you I'm mean? never going to work with Russell Brand. I don't. I'm, when, why would I ever come into contact with him? He's a nice guy. He's, He's might, not. We might come into contact. We might have to do a podcast with him. You might want to, might, well, you know, two the best comedy podcasts. All right, I've together. got one final word to say on it. What? What if one day you need blood and he donates blood to you? Would you change your mind? No. What if Mouse is like dying? Listen to her. She needs his blood, and he's going to give she's, it. And she's, she's, well, yeah, she's I, 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 would, there. I would confetti him, scoop up the blood, <laughs> and pour it down her neck. That's <laughs> not okay. Well, Jesus. All right. Well, there you go. He's That's, got a lot um, of hair, though. There'd be just like a. T- it'd be like really like furball and hairy blood. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's end the podcast on that on that bombshell. Um, right. Thanks everyone for there goes the Russell Brand tie-in series we were going to do. Oh, a whole bunch of bra- uh, brand sorry, deals. Sorry about that, guys. I know a lot of you it's were looking forward to deal. it, but yeah. Flax cucked us, so we're fucked now. We can't do it. So anyway, right. Merry Christmas and have a great Christmas. Ha- yeah, we'll Happy see you next New time, everyone. See you, see you next time. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.